When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So it was a 3-1 defeat for Celtic in the end against RB Leipzig and a disappointing result in the Champions League group stages. A defeat for Celtic that is pretty hard to take because if you're looking at who Celtic are sh- should be sort of aiming towards or aiming towards to get to their level, RB Leipzig are probably one of the clubs. And it was a game that Celtic would have been looking at as as potential to get at least one point. But... At the end of the day, they are now bottom of the group waiting for the Real Madrid Shakhtar game to kick off. Thank you for everyone who has joined the live stream so far. And if you are watching, do leave a comment because I'm going to try to get to as many as I can before the end of the broadcast. I won't be staying on too long. I just wanted to come on and get my overall thoughts. I'll go through some of the stats as well. But ultimately, I don't think this game was too much about stats and XG and things like that. I think it was uh, more to do with quality and the standard of the two teams. Steve McGonagall straight in with that wasn't good. One positive, Welsh had a good game. I agree, Welsh did have a good game, and it's positive for him to get these big games under his belt at such a young age. Belfast boy, why did Ange try and his 4-4-2 experiment that failed against uh, Bodo, against higher quality opposition? Suicide football at times. Yeah, I would agree with that, and I'll come to Matt O'Reilly's role in that Um already and then Stephen Colhart is saying that Real Madrid are 2-0 up already so that's good news look the group isn't over yet Celtic can still technically qualify from the group in the Champions League now I don't actually believe that uh, Celtic or anybody with within the Celtic squad will actually believe that they're going to go through in this group uh, based on how Leipzig are currently playing and how they're going to finish off in the competition Celtic do have two strong home games now one against RB Leipzig one Against Shakhtar, both of them, they would be fancying their chances to win, especially the Shakhtar game. But ultimately, I think it's about Europa League football now and finish making sure Celtic finish third in that group, which is is definitely uh, doable. We'll run through qu- uh, a few of the stats from this game just for, before I give my actual opinion on the performance. So according to FOTMOB, so again, you know, FOTMOB can be wildly wrong at times. It can be uh, quite uh, extravagant with their XG model, but Leipzig won the game 2.21 to 0.95 in the XG. Uh, Celtic actually had the better of the XG in the first half, so better of chances according to FOTMAB in the first half. And then overall, Leipzig were dominant in the game. And I think that 
came across on the game as well. Leipzig were the better side, ultimately. I, I had a bit of a back and forth with someone on Twitter there earlier on about how good Leipzig actually were. I think if you're looking at where Celtic want to be, that was a lesson in fitness and a lesson in movement because it was a really, really strong Leipzig performance. I don't want to take away from some of the quality of the goals that they scored tonight. They scored four goals altogether, or five goals altogether, uh, two of them disallowed. Look, Joe Hart, things like that happens when you don't um, have a specialized player for the style of football that you want to play. Joe Hart was speaking in the media afterwards. He seemed quite annoyed and he was quite adamant and forthright, I'd say, when he was asked about whether or not he should have been playing out from the back. He said that's not one of his strengths, but that's the way that the manager wants to play. So he's going to play it and these mistakes are going to happen. And, you know, these mistakes are going to happen in the biggest games of the season against the better opposition. That's the way it that's the way it works. You don't get punished for these things against the likes of the, you know, Motherwell or uh, Hamilton. You get punished against RB Leipzig when you have players like Christopher and Kunku uh, playing against you as well as Timo Werner. And I thought uh, the rest of the forward line as well as the right Leipzig right back was absolutely exceptional tonight. But on to the Celtic performance. Um We'll start with the defensive line. I'm going to be critical of Juranovic here for the goal that Nkunku scored where he takes a pass Joe Hart. And I said at halftime that I think that Anthony Ralston should get an opportunity in this side, and I stand by that because this is now the third, I count, goal that Celtic have conceded in the Champions League that Joseph Juranovic has lost his concentration for and a player has gotten past him and beaten him for pace because they tuned out of the game. If you watch back that goal for Nkunku, it's a split-second thing, but that's all it takes at this level. A split-second where Juranovic stops, is ball-watching, and then is flat-footed when Nkunku eventually makes a run. And look, Nkunku's a great player. He did amazingly well to take a pass Joe Hart from that position. But at the same time, you need to be clued in the entire way through the game. And Juranovic does switch off in these opportunities and has switched off. And the argument for Ralston, a lot of people saying, you know, maybe Ralston's not to the standard. If Ralston isn't to the standard where you're actually able to question whether Juranovic should be dropped for Ralston, then Ralston shouldn't be at the club at all. So if you can actually make a decision of whether Ralston can be put in to challenge him for a spot, then he shouldn't be at the club. I think Ralston should get an opportunity a right back. I, look, Juranovic didn't do much wrong apart from that in the game. He pushed us on well the odd time carrying the ball forward. But at the same time, I do think Anthony Ralston deserves a chance after these first three Champions League games at least. Moving into the midfield, look, Cal McGregor's a huge loss. Always will be, always has been. And Celtic rely on him so much that if he gets injured, it's always going to make an impact on the team. I thought Abelgaard was good in certain aspects. He was clearly bollocks by the end of it, not fully match fit for the Champions League. That's probably par for the course for a player who hasn't really played for Celtic so so far this season. Um, so I think he needs to get more minutes under his belt before we can start judging him. I thought he did some good things. I thought he did some bad things as well. But Cal McGregor, you can't really replace him for the money that Celtic are operating on at the minute. I just think he's the best player at Celtic. I said it last year. He's the most important and probably ultimately all the way across the footballing board. He's probably Celtic's best player. So it's very, very hard to replace him. You can't be overly critical on Abelgaard being thrown in 
at this level and trying to pick up from where Cal McGregor left off, essentially. Then as we move forward to Hatate and Matt O'Reilly, I'll start with Hatate. Again, it's a game of good things and bad things with Hatate. Amazing pass for Kyogo to set up. Uh, Kyogo to send him through to pass it through to Jota for the Celtic goal. But apart from that, he was largely anonymous in the first half. He didn't really do much defensive work either. And you just want more from him in the game. And there was just one thing. I was trying to find the highlights from this game to get uh, to see the, th- the third goal. And this is one thing that has irked me about the Celtic performances in Europe. And maybe it's tiredness. Maybe it is uh, the quality of opposition that they're playing against. But if you watch back eventually when the highlights are uh, are uploaded to YouTube or, or Twitter, or BT eventually put them up. The ball comes past the Tate. He goes, he presses the Leipzig defender. The ball goes past him. He just misses it and he stops instead of what he would normally do. And this is, it's, it's annoying because in the Champions League and you don't really see them doing that all that much in the league or in, in cup games. Hitate just stops. He, he doesn't He doesn't continue running. Maybe he's absolutely bollocks at that point, and that's fair enough if he is. But he just completely stops. He doesn't run back. He doesn't try to get the ball back. And he doesn't, uh, he doesn't try to press the guy who currently has the ball. Now, nobody can blame Hitate for that goal because the ball comes across the field over the top of Greg Taylor's head. It's a one-touch ball across the net, uh, the net, and a, a, a good tap in. Like it was an amazing Leipzig goal, incredible uh, football. But you still need to continue on, no matter how tired you are. It just it's really simple things at the higher level that you get punished for that Celtic have not been punished for over the last number of years. And then to Matt O'Reilly, so somebody mentioned in the comments the four-four-two that uh, Ange played against Bodo Glimt last year and has continued to play again this year with Matt O'Reilly pushed forward. We spoke about it on the huddle breakdown a couple of times already and whether or not it's a waste of Matt O'Reilly. So essentially, if nobody, if you don't know what I'm talking about here, Matt O'Reilly is essentially the second furthest man forward for Celtic on most occasions, pushing forward with Kyogo. Maybe the point is to get the ball through to him early and he has really good touch and can turn and can play Kyogo through. He also does a lot of pressing. For me, it's almost as if Matt O'Reilly, who I consider to be our best defender or our best midfielder, is being used to do the donkey work. It's it, it, it's almost like he's being used as a player who doesn't have any footballing ability. And for me, he's a completely different uh, person than that. He's a completely different player. He's our best midfielder. He's our most creative midfielder. He's probably the best passer in the midfield. He's probably got the best feet in the midfield. And I just think we're running him into the ground because he's doing most of the pressing along with Kyogo and then he's just not really getting on the ball at all so I think it's a field experiment that Ange has gone through for the Champions League maybe it'll pay off in the long run when Celtic eventually get uh, further along in this in this sort of evolution under Ange Postacoglu but for me it's just not working and it is a waste of Matt O'Reilly's talents in, in my honest opinion and then we get forward to the forward line Jota, again, sort of like a Tate, just anonymous at times, but then did some really, really good things. I think 
teams have figured out that Jota is one of Celtic's most important players. RB Leipzig were doubling and tripling up on him every time he got the ball. He's not getting the space that he requires in order to dribble at them and go at them. When he did go at them, the couple of times that he got space, he got past them and got across into the box. So it's not it's not that he's completely faultless. It's not that I'm not I'm trying to take any criticism away from him. I didn't think he had a good game, but I do think that he's been isolated as a player for Celtic by the opposition as someone that if we stop him, we can stop a large majority of Celtic's attacks. Kyogo, again, made a couple of good runs, got a, his head on a couple of headers and, you know, did what was required of him in a difficult enough match for a player like Kyogo who does rely on a lot of service. And then Maeda is the final one. I just get this feeling and I I was the guy who said on the huddle breakdown that I thought Maeda might be Celtic's best player for for, uh, for the Champions League because of his pace, his engine, his pressing ability. But I think at the minute it just seems the the touch, the footballing ability, the being able to trap the ball under pressure, bring it into you, don't lose it immediately, get your touch correct. I just it just looks like Maeda just doesn't have that at this level. And maybe that'll come. Maybe he'll develop that. It is his first time uh, to play at this level. So maybe it will, he will develop uh, that skill, that intelligence, whatever you want to call it, experience. But at the minute, it just, he just looks a little bit out of his, uh, his depth when it comes to just trapping the ball, winning the ball, making sure you don't over, uh, turn it over uh, like straight away his pressing ability is excellent you know Celtic did trap Leipzig in their own half and in their own final third a couple of times uh, during this game and they almost got uh, lucky a couple of times that's what happened when the Leipzig keeper got injured in the first half Celtic pressed them in nicely almost got on the ball and Hate had a shot where you know some people might call that an easy chance just because it fell to him he could have taken a touch he could have taken it onto his right foot it's all well and good saying that until you're playing Champions League football and you have to actually uh, do that. I think I, I would have a little bit more sympathy for the likes of Hatate in that situation. So I don't really blame him for that. I blame him more for the stray passes. My final point on the team and the performances, I thought Greg Taylor was excellent and I've been probably one of the most. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. 
From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Vocal um, sort of doubters of Greg Taylor in general and his potential ability to step up to the Champions League. I thought he did it superbly tonight. He was excellent in the first half. Yes, you could say the ball goes over the top of his head for the third goal, but I just think you, there's not much he can do with that. In, in my honest opinion, it was an incredible ball to a really, really pacey player who's fitter than him, and he was able to get the ball across. Apart from that, I thought he had some amazing interceptions in the first half. He almost you know, set up a goal when he had a shot on target. I, I just thought I was really, really impressed with Greg Taylor, who, who is a player that I did doubt his ability to step up to this level. So I think fair play to Greg Taylor. Overall, look, I think we're beaten by a better side. That's ultimately my final sort of analysis of the game. If you actually, it's it's really hard to analyze Celtic. It's really hard to, it's, it's really frustrating to watch Celtic at this level because we all want to be patient and we all want to say, Yes, in two to three years' time, Celtic will be a good European side, which it looks like they will be. They are just that little bit off. They're, they're that's they're the they're they're not just quite there, just yet. So it does make it that little bit frustrating to watch it when we watch all the good things that they are able to do, and they're not coming off when it comes to the Champions League. So I just think it it's a development thing. It's going to take a couple of years, and it's going to take um a couple of consistent years of development under Ange Postacoglu. The, the frightening thing for me is if this Postacoglu project just kind of falls apart within a year and a half where he gets offered a big a big job that he can't turn down in the Premier League or something, and then we have to start from scratch again. That's my biggest worry. Maybe that might not happen, but my biggest worry would be that Celtic actually lose Postacoglu before they see out this project because it does look like Celtic could potentially do something major in Europe here be that in the Europa League or the Champions League, uh, if they continue on and improving in this manner. But this team just isn't ready yet. I'm going to put on my glasses so I can actually read some of the comments on screen here because there are a good few comments coming in. And if you are watching on YouTube, do get the comments in as well. Uh, Gary Malone says that Welsh and Taylor were class. Jens did some good things and some bad things, but otherwise good. Yeah, I thought Jens was fine defensively, but he was a bit sloppy in the first half, especially with his passing. And um, I, I think ultimately they are third and fourth choice centre backs in terms of Welsh and, and Yen. So I didn't think there was a bad performance. I thought they did fine. They didn't have any real errors in the game. I think it was just 
their ability to progress the ball is is a bit uh, is a bit tricky. And Jens in particular, I thought Welsh was actually one of Celtic's best players. Uh, Charles says there's too many struggling tonight. Maeda O'Reilly not up to the pace of the game. Yeah, I do agree with that. I think I think O'Reilly. The problem with O'Reilly for me is not that he's not up to the pace of the game. I think he's just trying to do so much running that he, by the time the ball actually gets to him, he's absolutely bollocks because he's already uh, chased down the fullback and, you know, he doesn't have the legs to do so. Uh, Steve McGonagall says, as Jota chucked it in on the third goal, I didn't actually see Jota in terms of defensive work, but Greg Taylor is well up, up the pitch as well. So I can imagine Jota wasn't really that, all that far back as well. Uh, Big Red says the third goal was a thing of beauty, no matter who you support. Absolutely. An incredible goal from Leipzig. It has to be said that Leipzig were so impressive tonight. Way, way, way better in attack than I uh, expected them to be. No, I'm not. I, I do think they're beatable. And Celtic did create a lot of good chances against them. It's just about taking these chances and taking your opportunities. Once again, Celtic, you're coming away from that game thinking of Celtic take their opportunities, that the the outcome of the game could be different. Belfast boy said, spot on about JJ. Uh, Gary, so many chances to play Maeda in and pass backwards instead, and maybe can't blame him, the, uh, the, uh, though Maeda is brutal. This is one point that I actually meant, meant to mention. In the first half, Celtic were so passive and aggressive. There were too many players taking the easy option. There were too many players taking the easy pass in terms of the midfielders as well. The ball was coming from from Welsh and from Jens into midfield and the players were playing with the backs to the goal, playing it back to the fence. It would go to JJ. JJ, JJ wouldn't play the ball forward. He turned back and give it to Welsh as well. And it, that for me is a players who are scared to make mistakes and you can't be afraid to make mistakes at this level. Otherwise you're going to get punished and you're not going to break teams uh, down because that's what's going to happen. Leipzig are going to sit in, soak up all the pressure and eventually win the ball back. And when they win the ball back, they're going to punish you as well. Frank Brennan says that we are playing at the highest level in Europe. You literally can't play any higher than the Champions League. And like it or not, Ange Ball is near completely unsuitable at this level and always will be. I completely disagree with that comment because if you look at the way that most of the top teams play at the minute, it's very, very similar to Ange Postacogu. Take Pep Guardiola. Granted, Pep Guardiola has Joao Cancelo playing at his disposal. He is De Bruyne, he is Erling Haaland, all these things. But if you look at the actual tactics of the game, Ange Postacoglu is at the very, very forefront of what is happening and what is exciting uh, in football at the minute. So I completely disagree that it's it's Ange ball that is wrong. I think we're just a couple of years down. This is the second year of a team that, you know, had 14 new signings last year. We need to progress the team. We need to be patient. That would be my main uh, point on that. Um, where else will we go? We'll go to Mahaya. Uh, five goals considered after 50 minutes mark in the Champions League, both against Madrid and Leipzig. Lost second half XG. Subs need to happen at 50 minutes. This was surprising. I think if Cal McGregor is not injured and not off the field already, I don't think Celtic um, wait until the 73rd minute, I think it was, before they made that triple substitution. I was surprised that uh, James Forrest made a, a return to Champions League. I was surprised he was the sub that was uh, called upon. But look, it's very difficult in these games when the pressure is on to make the substitutions. I do think that we don't have the depth like Gary is saying 
in in response to that comment that we we just don't have the depth at the minute to be pulling out all these players at the end of the day would you think that James Forrest would be coming onto the pitch otherwise if for example we had the depth I don't think there would be uh, Robbie Smith saying that I would rather go out and press and and attack than park the bus and that would be my main point I mean the the results aside and I know look f- football's about results and at the end of the day if you can play the best football in the world and then come away losing every game you're not gonna stick with the manager and, and stick with the team for very long but for 60 minutes Celtic had stuck with Real Madrid and went at Real Madrid and attacked them as if they were on their level level, level playing, playing fields with them against Shakhtar Celtic should have won that game that's that for me is a, a game that Celtic left behind them and I am disappointed in it because you need to beat teams that you are better than and I think Celtic are better than Shakhtar and I think they will beat them at home and in this game, it's not as if Celtic weren't in it. It's not as if Celtic were parking the bus and just hoping for the best. Celtic were actually attacking in this game and did actually create a couple of chances. I think they were just ultimately beaten by better a better side. And what happens generally with this, and somebody's mentioned in the comments, that Ange said in the post-match that the players weren't brave enough, two-minute back passes, belief uh, issue... What generally happens in these games is that the teams like Celtic who are trying to play progressive football, when they don't perform to the standards that you're used to watching them week in, week out, it's generally because they play within themselves because they're not doing their jobs in the same manner that they normally would because they're playing at a higher level. They're playing like you're like Ange said, like I'm, I was trying to make the point with the, the brave passing, the, the safe passing in the first half. Do you stray away from the game plan? You stray away from what you're supposed to do. You 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 start taking the ball one, two, three touches, then playing it back rather than taking it and turning it, carrying the ball forward and trying to play that pass through the lines. That's generally what Celtic do, and they didn't do it tonight. So you generally get punished when you stray away from your game plan. You need to be brave when it comes to these games. And as I was saying, Results and performances generally don't go together when you're playing against teams who have more money than you. RB Leipzig had a couple of players on the pitch at the minute that night, tonight. I think they had five players on the pitch that cost 20 million or above. Celtic have never spent more than 15 million, I think. 12 million is Celtic's uh, record transfer when it comes to buying a player in. Real Madrid, everyone knows the money that Real Madrid have. So the real question is within the Celtic sport is, do you want to go back to Neil Lennon football where you're getting big results, but you're playing disgusting, putrid football? Celtic have managed to get a lot of big results in Europe by playing defensive football, but not always. When they were playing under Martin O'Neill, Celtic were a progressive side. They were an attacking side. They were strong defensively, yes, but they were a, an attack first side more than anything else. Strachan, defensive. Neil Lennon, defensive. What Ange Postacoglu is trying to do is play progressive football at the highest level. This is his first year doing it in the Champions League, and I do think 
they will progress going forward and when they start to invest and uh, reinvest in the in the club and the players i think that's when celtic are going to start to get some uh real prog- progress when it comes to european football and champions league but it's going to take patience it's going to take uh time times like this where we're coming out of a game thinking we probably should have won that or we probably should have nicked a goal or we probably should have taken our chances or if we take if we we took our chances then we probably could have got a result there so i'd rather be at that point right now than go back to what we were doing five six seven years ago where we clearly were not getting success from it i do think further down the line there will be a turning point where celtic eventually gets success from sticking with Ange postacoglu sticking with this game plan sticking with these players and sticking with trying to play progressive football in the way that we all want Celtic to play at the end of the day. So, look, we'll have a more detailed analysis of this game on the Huddle Breakdown. We're recording an episode this Friday. So James and Alan will be with us to look at this game in more in-depth. That was my sort of emotional reaction. That was my immediate reaction in the aftermath of the game. Um, I'm not going to pretend I'm going to be I'm happy about that. It's a disappointing result at the end of the day. But you need to actually be realistic about this and look at the opposition Celtic are playing. The Champions League is not over. We have two games at home against Shakhtar and against Leipzig. And I think Celtic are more than capable of getting a result in both those games. And who knows what could happen further down the line (laughs) against Real Madrid and the Bernabeu on the last day. I'm not holding out hope for anything in that, but the two home games, Celtic have more than enough talent within that club to pick up at least a win against Shakhtar, if nothing else, down the road. There's loads of comments coming in. I can't get them all tonight because uh, I've rambled on for long enough. But do keep the conversation going in the comments and I'll try to respond to the ones that I haven't managed to get to in the live stream. And if you're watching, if you're new to the channel and you're not subscribed, uh, do subscribe to the channel for more Celtic content as well. Uh, Look, that was my reaction in the aftermath to Celtic's defeat in the RB Leipzig uh, Champions League game. Let me know uh, how you thought and how you feel after the game in the comments below. But until then, until Friday with the Huddle Breakdown, we'll chat to you later, folks. Thanks for watching. Good luck. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 